this is a preview of episode 82. If you want to hear the whole thing, go to patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks and become a subscriber for $5 a month. For that, you not only get access to the entirety of this episode, but access to all the back premium episodes as well. Enjoy. Trying to be rude, baby, baby. Not trying to be rude, baby, baby. Not trying to be Hey, what's up, Champagne Sharks? This is T, Ricky Rawls on Twitter, and we have with us D Mills. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's D Mills. You can catch me on Twitter at MDMills79. Scary black man at MDMills79. Let's do it, fellas. Okay, and we have Mike. Hello, everybody. This is Mike. You can find me on Twitter at black exception one let's do this all right, <laughs> all right. and now this episode did that sound is, professional i wanted to sound professional uh that's what i was uh, going for it's but i noticed good. d chuckled a little bit so i don't know <laughs> how that came across i was wondering why d was chuckling myself man i feel like uh D was throwing a little bit of shade on, shade on that. No, but it was, don't, don't even start. <laughs> Shit, no, on the side. Mike always, man, Mike, I'm, I'm all, you always keep me laughing, bro. It's a good thing, man. It's a compliment, bro. Um, that episode yeah. last week, that's... <laughs> oh, which, which one? Because I'm a couple ahead in my mind because, you know... We I recorded yeah. a couple I haven't I haven't released yet. No, so, Mike was um, when you uh <laughs> when you would uh ask Mike if he was trying to get some sympathy points from the oh. <laughs> <laughs> What was I I don't, I don't know what was I trying to get sympathy for? Uh, you were saying that you think the listeners don't like you. Or... I said, look at this guy. He's so full of oh. shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. You know what? I, I drink sometimes when I do this show, guys. <laughs> and, you know, and, and you know, a couple of people, a couple of people wrote me like, "Yo, tell Mike we love him." Like, I'm not telling him that shit. Yeah, fuck that. Don't fall for that bullshit. Yeah, don't, don't encourage him, man. Hey, I need the love, man. I need the love so yeah yeah you forward all love to me <laughs> yeah like you tell mike we love her. like listen you have his twitter like adam why why you exactly why you contacting 
There's so many venues to reach out to Mike. I mean, goddamn, we got the Twitter, we got the Reddit, we got the email. God yeah, damn. there's a group. There's a group email. Like, why are you a Discord? <laughs> yeah, why are you adding me to some grown man? You know that you like him, man. Leave, leave Sending me. love by proxy. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, there's a little. That's a little lazy, people. You know, <laughs> I, I love the love, but if I can get it direct, that's. I mean, I guess it. I, I guess it worked because I did end up telling you. So I guess. I yeah, did you, up, you uh, shared the love. Yeah, so I, yeah, yeah, so I, uh, yeah, so but, I did it. But the way you framed it in the middle of another live taping, you know, to make it seem like I was here, you know, desperate for love and fishing for compliments, and, you know what I'm saying? I'm just this emotionally thirsty dude. Oh, man. Well, well no, no. They had in mind. Blame, blame D, blame D, blame D. I forgot about it. He brought it back oh, up. Oh man, uh, that I, shit was hilarious. No, the way y'all put that together, that seemed like a setup. <laughs> <laughs> like we got together before the show. We yeah. we did a, a meeting before the meeting and said we gonna T get gave, you. T gave I got my, T's like, okay, I'm gonna give you that alley oop, and he just dunk it all over. That oh place. man, just put it in his face. We went on Google Docs and we made a. <laughs> screenplay we did we did a whole this is all scripted like i'm reading off the page right now we predicted what you would say so even your even your interjections exactly so, you see how they do me y'all okay, all right so oh man oh man anyway um i don't remember if this is going to be premium or not but just in case go to patreon.com pay Five dollars a month to get access to the Discord. The Discord is pretty good. We're gonna start doing live chats on there, voice chats and Q and A's and all types of good stuff. Uh, once it gets a, a little more popping, but it's pretty good so far. Um, ChampagneSharks.reddit.com for you terrors of society who like to frequent Reddit. Um, there's a fan community on there. We don't run it, but it's a pretty good community. It's fan run. Um, the Twitter is at Champagne Sharks. Uh, I'll be honest, I haven't figured out what exactly to use the Twitter for, but uh, follow it anyway, because we're going to start trying to find a use uh, for it once it gets enough people following. And finally, actually not finally, second to last, if you can't donate, share the podcast with people. The more people that listen, it always helps. It's very good. And leave a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, not just a rating, but a review. A review helps. It helps people discover the show. I don't know the algorithm that iTunes has, but it helps. Look in the show notes. You'll see the links to how to do it. You don't have to be an Apple product user. You can just click one of the links we provide, create an Apple ID, and then uh, leave the review. All that helps. Uh, and now... Today's episode, a lot of times I like to put together um, episode topics, or sometimes we do it collaboratively and all pitch in, but this time I'm a passenger. Uh, this episode is a gem put together by uh, D. Mills. He had this idea, and it was a pretty good idea. I wish I uh, thought of it. I liked all the things you tied together, too. I think this would be a good episode, but... Um, I'll let you start. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> this last week, um, of course we all heard about the tragic death of, uh, Stephen Clark 
young man up in Sacramento, California, you know, about uh, six or seven hours north of where I am in Los Angeles. Um, 22 year old young black man. He was a father. Uh, look, look, guy looked like he had, the, you know, his whole life in front of him. So I just want to say, you know, right out of the gate that, um, you know, when you're young and you say or do certain things, a lot of times it can be attributed to your youth. You could think one way when you're in your 20s. And then, you know, when you get a little bit older and you have a little bit more experience in life, things can change, your views change and, and you mature a little bit and, um, you know, come to where you are as a person. You're still maturing at 22. Right. So um, the, the topic that we're going to discuss today, I don't want it in any way to diminish the young man's death or his life or anything like that. Um, so with that being said, we're going to get into the topic. Um, so let's start off with this. Let's who was Stephen Clark? There was an article, um, came out in the Sacramento Bee, which is a local paper up there in his hometown. Um, he has become a hashtag and a movement for change, but who was the real Stephen Clark, right? So right out of the gate, um, it seems like they're kind of interjecting some stuff, questioning the guy's character and things like that. It says gunned down by police. <clears throat> last month in the backyard of his grandmother's Meadowview home, Stephen Clark quickly became a symbol of injustice and touched off a movement for change. Once again, an unarmed black man had been killed by officers under questionable circumstances. His death sparked massive protests that have shut down freeways, delayed NBA games and captured worldwide attention. But who exactly was the handsome 22 year old father of two whose easy smile projects from posters and TV screens in the front pages of newspapers? Clark's life, like his death, was complicated, according to public records and interviews with those who knew him. He grew up in tough neighborhoods in South Sacramento, and his father was mostly absent. He and his siblings were raised primarily by their mother and grandmother. In 2006, when Clark was 10, his stepbrother DeMarcus died at 16 after accidentally shooting himself in the abdomen, according to coroner's reports. Stephen wasn't brought up in the best of circumstances, said Sonia Lewis, Clark's relative by marriage. He yearned to be loved. He yearned for family. I think he felt abandoned at times. Yet Clark, who was named after his father, Stephen, but preferred to be called Stefan, believed that he would make a big difference someday, friends and relatives say. He was always been a special person, a close friend who described Clark, said a close friend who described Clark as a brother. He had his challenges but he was meant to do something in this world in some kind of way. Though some immediate family members declined to speak about Clark, other relatives and friends offered details that filled out a picture of his life. Many knew him as Zoe or Zoe short for his middle name, Alonzo from a young age. They said he was a charismatic, polite young man. He dressed stylishly down to his sneakers. Despite an impoverished and sometimes chaotic childhood, he did well in school. He found joy and distraction on the football field. His brother Cervante said he paid he paid Stefan's peewee football dues with money he earned from selling newspapers. He was goofy. He was funny. He was loving. Cervante said about his brother. He was a playboy. He was smart. He was an athlete. Stefan and his mother Sequette began attending Calvary Christian Center on Sacramento's north side when Stefan was a child, said longtime pastor Philip Godu. Sorry, a quick interruption. Um. 
Who said he was a playboy? Was that his brother? His brother, yeah. yeah. His brother says some weird ass things about him. He says Don't some eat him. really weird shit about what, him. What, what does that have to do with anything? He's a playboy? <laughs> Nothing at all. I knew it was him that said that. Okay, yeah. I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go on. Go on. No, no. You, that, that jumped out, man. That's, that was an odd uh, remark he, to make. He said once that he was a hustler, too. Like, you know, like, like he, he got he money. He get it any, by any means. Yeah, he got money any way he could get him. Like, why would you even say that? Say even something if he was, like that, yeah. yeah. Even if he was an altar boy, they would have tried to make him sound like a criminal. Why would you say... Help him. Yeah, help him at all. Provide like, the know? narrative yeah. for him. Well, according to his own brother, he wasn't shit. Yeah, and, and I know yeah. he's probably just using rap lingo just to use it. Like, I'm sure the guy had a square job or whatever, but, yeah. you know, or, or or his hustling was maybe just selling a little bit of weed on on the side at worst. But right. Why give, him any, <laughs> why give him any rope? These people are going to turn him into, like, Scarface with a mountain of coke on a table, and as you can, as you see coming up shortly, that's kind of like the turn the article seems to be going for here. It's interesting okay. that they chose to go that way towards the end of an article after they kind of it starts off like it's going to be kind of like a puff piece, yeah. And then you know, eventually, you know what they're going to do, man. They're going to turn you. They're going to criminalize you and do the whole nine. It's like, what? Why is any of this relevant? But yeah, as a matter also, of fact. Uh, also, why handsome? Why do you even bring up his handsome? Like that's that always bothers me. Like when women die too, they always say like, beautiful, whatever. I'm like, okay, so why was she was ugly? Like, like why would yeah, you even right, bring exactly. that up? Yeah, but well, there's yeah, no they such do thing. That. Yeah, you, yeah. there'll never be an ugly big dead person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even if she wasn't attractive, oh, she was beautiful. She had a beautiful spirit. She was larger than yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I'm going to just skip down a little bit and get into, you know, some of the stuff that they're talking about is felonies and all this type of shit. So uh, it says Clark attended Sacramento City College there. He took classes during spring semesters in 2013, 14 and 15. During those years, Clark ran into trouble with the law. Since 2014, he had been charged in four criminal cases. See, right. Here we go. Right. Mm. He's been charged in four criminal cases. In 2014, records show Clark was arrested and charged with felony robbery and assault and endangering the life of a child. He pleaded no contest to spend a year on Sheriff's Department work project to satisfy his jail term. In late 2015, he was charged with misdemeanor loitering with the intent to engage in prostitution after Sheriff's deputies stopped him and a woman while they were driving in a high prostitution and crime area in North Highlands. He again pleaded no contest. This this is not this is nothing. Well, the first one is kind of sick, but the second one is like, why? Well, you know, come on, man. In 2016, Clark was charged with domestic violence, resulting in traumatic in a traumatic condition to the victim. When police arrived, according to court records, they found the woman holding a bag of ice to her face. She said Clark punched her. He pleaded no contest in that case as well. Last year, he was charged a second time with domestic violence. He spent 120 days in jail was placed on probation and completed a batterers treatment program record show. Family members and local activists have argued that Clark's criminal past is irrelevant to what happened to him on March the 18th when police fired 20 shots at him after responding to reports of a man breaking car windows. Seconds after officers confronted him in his grandmother's backyard after a short foot chase, he was dead. Police had mistaken his cell phone for a gun. 
Yes, he got into some trouble, Lewis said, but what kid his age has it? He's paid. You know, hey, pa- can I can I can I pause you for a second? Yeah, go ahead, brother. That last sentence. Police had mistaken his cell phone for a gun. Now, how do they know that's what happened? I mean, they know that's what the police told them. Right. But you know, I always, you know, I always these these um newspapers, they're always parroting line for line without any questioning. Whatever the police tell them, you know, are the circumstances. Exactly, of the event. exactly. And they don't include like an allegedly or anything like that. It's almost kind of presented as de facto. Yeah. Like, you know, that's yeah. that's fact for fact what it, exactly what happened. Like prima facie, you know. Yeah, um, yeah so Clark's relatives and friends have said his focus in the months before his death was on his fiance, Selena. Minai, Minai, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, and two children, Aiden three and Cairo one. He was a really good father to those little boys. He was hands-on with them. He pranced around with them, showing them off. He had recently converted from Christianity to Islam, which is his girlfriend's faith. Friends and acquaintances said he applied for a job at Cisco Food Warehouse. He was splitting time between her home in Elk Grove and his grandmother Sequeta Thompson's home in Meadowview. So, um, I don't know. What do you guys think about this piece, man? Because it was co-written by two authors, uh, Cynthia Hubbard and Benji Eagle. And it was updated actually just earlier today, like eight hours ago, it says here. But like, what do you, what, what is this with the, what was this piece trying to accomplish? First of all, in talking about what had happened to him, because you know, it seems like it was going to start off as a puff piece that that tried to humanize him a little bit, but then it veered into, you know, the criminal past and everything like that. So, like, when, when they write these articles with these mixed messages in it, what the hell are they trying to accomplish with this? Well, I don't think the message was mixed at all. I think it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty clear. It's typical for, you know, the mainstream media, which is, you know, pretty much the propaganda arm for white supremacy. And they did yeah. do this where, where they have to paint the victim. No, I mean, like T said earlier, he could have been a choir boy on his way to church. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he, he, you know, he dropped some wafers at, at the altar one time. They come, that's, that's coming out. Whatever, with everything, anything, he, he accidentally cut in front of an old lady in front of, in Safeway, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you know, it's a trip, man, because, you know, when you start going, it seems like there's always this immediate tendency to kind of go into the victim's background. Right. And and it doesn't seem like you see a similar journey into the background of the few officers that have been tried, you know, in some of these these uh, police shootings of unarmed black men and women. Like they go to trial and shit like that, but then you never really get this background investigation into who they were, where they grew up with. It's always like some independent organization like Melanoid Nation or something like that that has to kind of do some digging and find out shit that the officers did in their past and things like that. So you never really see that applied equally across the board. It's always, you know, done to the victim of the police violence as opposed to the perpetrators of the violence. So, you know, that's another aspect of it. But, you know, um, so when the young man was killed, um, you know, obviously there was a lot of people, we were all upset about it. You know, here we go again. It was, it was a trip because it was kind of like a quiet period for a while, right? We hadn't really, Mm. it was kind of on the back burner for a little while, man, you know, between, 
uh, everybody kind of pumped up about like bullshit like Black Panther and things like that and, and a lot of other cop, like pop culture shit going on that was kind of distracting everybody. We were all talking about how like you hadn't really heard anything about like Black Lives Matter and police shootings and things like that. And so I, I always kind of wondered in the back of my head, like, damn, when is this shit going to pick up again? You know, and then sure enough, right out of the gate, boom, this happens. And um, so we have the response. Everybody's pissed off and upset. And then in the midst of digging into the background of the young man, it turns out that it wasn't just the, the media that was digging into his background. Um, you know, the young man apparently had quite the social media presence at one point in time. And so people started going to his Twitter page and looking into his background a little bit on Twitter. And what do you know? We found some stuff on his Twitter page that kind of gave people a little bit of pause. Um, it says uh, I pulled up some tweets. Did you guys have you got are you guys able to see the links that I provided in the. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I just okay, didn't cool. open them all at once because I didn't want to uh, slow down my computer. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. So so, so my plan was to just open them up as you were talking about them. But um, let me pull up the Stevante. Sorry, the Stefan Clark one um, now. But yeah, people found this and they went um, in. It was just like up, you know, and we talk about uh, there's no such thing as a perfect victim and all this kind of shit. Like when they go into the backgrounds of people like Alton Sterling and and um, 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 damn, man, I'm having a brain freeze right now. Eric um, Garner Garner and things like that. You know, they talk about their criminal past. And one of the things that we always try to say is it doesn't matter what the person's past was. You don't have the right to, to kill the person. He doesn't have the right to be killed and executed like that. Right. They even did it with like Trayvon Martin. They tried to dig, they tried to come up with this whole conspiracy theory that he had burglary tools and all this kind of shit. So we had, you had the mainstream media, um, uh, the Associated Press attempting to uh, sue the school to get his, you know, school records. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. Right? Yeah, it was. Uh, and what's the point a- of that? That's so weird. What? I what's- mean, it's their job. That's their job to do anything that they can to taint the victims and keep this machine rolling. This what, machine if cops, rolling. what if the cops? What uh, if the cops? What if it was a white woman and the cops? Uh, raped her on the front lawn instead. Like, would they, <laughs> do you think they would do that? I'm no, I'm being serious. I'm wondering. Yeah, like, I, like, I, like, well, like if she was black, would you? No, no, no. If she was white. If she was a white woman, and say the cops came and uh, raped her on the front lawn, and you know that's what was going on, and then during the course, you know, of the rape, um, something went out of hand, and she got, you know shot or hit her head on the or something happened like you know so she was mm-hmm. dead like I, I i'm trying to think would would they have a grounds to sue I'm, i just wonder why is it so okay to do this with black people it's it's yeah it's it's really um it's really crazy what it was i if i if i recall correctly i think it was some conservative outfit um that sued the school district to try and get access to his records. I think they were trying to find out. Now, I'm pretty sure that was the Associated Press. 
Was it the Associated Press? I think so. God damn, man. Well, if that's the case, I, 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 <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't be surprised, but I am kind of, I mean, I knew that happened, but I, I, for some reason I had the impression that that was some kind of conservative outfit that uh, was trying to, you know, as part of their smear campaign, um, wanted to get access to his records to see if he had been expelled and was on like a continued continuation program or something like that at his school. Did you, did, you hear about, did you hear about the nurse? No. Um, there was a nurse. Uh, I can read this real quick. I was trying to look up the whole thing about suing the school for records, but I couldn't find it. But um, I got reminded about a different story that was kind of interesting um, that I actually knew about, but I forgot to uh, save it to talk about. Um, nurse sacked for saying Stefan Clark deserved to be killed by cops. Oh, shit. So, Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, yeah, but it, oh, get, yeah, yeah, it gets good. That. It gets good. Uh, and by good, I mean horrible. An insensitive California nurse wrote that an unarmed black man shot dead by Sacramento cops in a hail of bullets, quote unquote, deserved to be killed and was fired from her job, according to a report. After Stefan Clark was killed, Faith Linthicum, who worked in labor and delivery at Kaiser Permanence Roseville Medical Center, was quick to voice her opinion on, of course, Facebook. The Sacramento Bee reported. Like people be getting racial Tourette's on Facebook, man. They just can't yeah. hold it in. Um Yeah, but he was running from the police, jumping over fences and breaking people's houses. Why run? He deserved it for being stupid, she wrote in a comment on a post Jesus. about his March eighteenth death. And I didn't hear anything about all this. I don't know. Um Linthicum's comment was spotted by activist Christina. Arachiga, who then circulated on social media. This woman works in labor and delivery, Arachiga wrote. How can we trust her with our black and brown babies? Mm -hmm. So she was put on administrative leave pending an investigation and was eventually fired on Thursday evening. And, you know, they gave a um, they gave a statement the hospital and everything, but mm -hmm. what's interesting um and by interesting, I mean disgusting. She already got crowdfunding, like a whole shit ton of money. Oh, or, fuck um, me. Well, that's actually not surprising, though. Yeah. You know, uh, there's a lot of these cops that get the same kind of thing. Like, um, I think uh, the guy that killed Mike Brown, I think he got somewhere upwards of a million dollars in his crowdfunding campaign after he was uh yeah, yeah. You know, found not guilty. George Zimmerman got hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, he got hundreds of thousands. Then he got more money when he sold the gun, when he auctioned off yeah. the firearm as well. So it's kind of like these weird hunting trophies or some shit like you get for anything that adds to the pain. Like, you know, you kill a black guy, you get millions of dollars in, in uh, GoFundMe money. You know, if you insult the dead and you get fired for it, you get, you know, thousands of dollars in support for doing and now, that. And now people expect it. Now yeah. people expect it. Like, like as soon as she got fired, um, like the same day she did the GoFundMe. And <laughs> she, like, put, she, she put, uh, hoping to raise 25000 to pay for rent, food, and other expenses. Uh-huh. Right? And by, by, um... Tuesday, so so that's Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, three days. She was already at ten thousand uh, four hundred. So God yeah, damn. that's I saw she did. She had she was twenty four thousand. She was 
almost toward twenty five. And when did it? When did the GoFundMe go up? It went on Saturday, and she was at ten thousand four hundred by Tuesday. I don't see it. I don't see it any anymore. Actually, I have to find it. Um, yeah, yeah, that's 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 something, man. It's, yeah, I mean, but this is definitely not surprising, man. You know, um, people people profit off of the deaths of black men, you know, on both sides of the spectrum, man. It's, it's really crazy to me how no one talks about that. Like on one hand, you have the people who are the killers and the murderers and the people who perpetrate the harm getting financially rewarded for doing this shit, not getting punished through the justice system. And then you have the other people who purport to be champions of the dead also cashing in on um, black men's deaths. I mean, it's 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 really a, a sad situation, man.